0: Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored, because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone, from one generation to the next, who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up their love lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. So, if you spend much time on social media, Facebook or Twitter or uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, there we go, I was messing up. Uh, you may see hashtags, right? Hashtag this, hashtag that. And sometimes you will see hashtag less. Right? I got a new car, hashtag less. We got a new house, hashtag less. And I've talked about this before. Right. Anything, anytime, anything good happens, or uh, you know, you're celebrating, um, you're thankful, and you're grateful. Uh, you may say hashtag less. Right. A new car, a new home, a new significant other. Uh, this whole past week, I saw so many selfies, so many selfies of people sitting in a dark theater, right, <laughs> taking pictures of themselves watching Star Wars. And I'm like, turn that phone and turn video on and just watch the movie. I want to see you watching the movie. But people will be like, this was the best movie ever! And like, hashtag no spoilers. Hashtag blessed. Feeling blessed, right? And, you know, sometimes we got to think about these things. Because hashtag blessed could also mean hashtag perfect. Because inherent in that statement is, when we get things, right, when we get things that 99% of the world might not have access to, and aren't able to have, we say, I'm blessed. And when you say, I'm blessed because I get good things, you're saying, we're blessed above, maybe, the homeless, or the poor, or the refugee, And... It's my job to make you feel guilty, right? Make you feel bad about Christmas and all of that. That's the <laughs> prophetic word. Just so you can cry out to God and say, forgive us and receive grace. So feeling blessed. But in our uh, in our passage, this is Luke 1, uh, 45 46 to 55. Uh, but if you go fur- uh, further back to 39, it's the whole interaction between Mary and Elizabeth when they're pregnant. Um, and then after Elizabeth and Mary greet one another, there's this kind of Holy Spirit is in the house. And just this exultation and this joy and this magnification of God. Mary gives this spontaneous kind of praise. It's often called the Magnificat. Which is the Latin word for magnify. Um, that comes from her first sentence. I magnify. I glory with all my heart. I glorify the Lord, Lord. I magnify the Lord. And so that's why it's called the Magnificat a lot of times. Um, but when Elizabeth greets Mary, she says, You are blessed. God has blessed you. Right? Above all women. And he has blessed the child you carried. Why do I have the honor that the mother of the Lord shall come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. So in that exchange, we see that Elizabeth recognizes the blessedness of Mary. And she attaches that blessedness to uh, happy are you, blessed are you, who believe that the Lord will fulfill the promises. In the midst of turmoil, in the midst of not knowing, in the midst of the cloud of confusion, we are blessed. Mary is blessed uh, because she believed in the promises. And she walked into those promises. the other thing to point out in Elizabeth and Mary's greeting, uh, I think Nathan pointed this out a couple weeks ago. Uh, she's filled with the Holy Spirit. The baby in her womb leaps with joy. And she blurts out. Right? It's not something you think about, you know, it's not premeditated, her words. It's she blurts out. Right? Just blah, word bombing And the words are expressing that which is going on inside, right? The Holy Spirit is filling her. The baby is literally leaping. And when the Holy Spirit is moving, it's affecting her physically. It's affecting the baby physically. 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 Um, There's a great quote by Richard Rohr from Preparing for Christmas. It's up there. Uh, for some reason, we tend to localize evil in our bodies more than in our mind, and heart, and spirit. We are terribly ashamed of our embodiment. And our shame is invariably located in addictive things like drinking, drugs, sex, overeating, and body image. Maybe that is why God had to become a body God needed to tell us it was good to be a human body. That is central, pivotal to the Christmas, Christmas message. The Christmas message is that God, Jesus, the Son of God, incarnated, right, was born among his people, God with us, in the flesh. And it, it stems from God's desire to renew and restore, right? All of us. Not just to save our souls someday and the life after, but to redeem the body, to redeem all of creation, to restore and renew. Are you guys with me? So the baby in Elizabeth's womb left, and she blurted out, "Right, so much joy! She was filled with so much joy and uh, kind of anticipation, built up potential energy, finally releasing." She said, Blessed are you. I want to jump for joy. I want to shout it. I want to sing it. I want to scream it. I want to wave my hands in the air. Right? I want to go into the Christian worship, Maskha. Leave my body. I want to jump like up and down. Right? Everything in her body, in her soul. And uh what the in the Greek, when she cries out in a loud voice, uh mega and phenol, which is mega as big, obviously. Mega, mega, mega. And phenol as voice, right? She megaphoned. She cried out in a loud voice. He shouted. Alright, when's the last time you shouted? Not in angry anger. Right? Try to see how Yes! Awesome! Something in us—it excites us. Glory, right? Redemption. That's the Seon story, and it's the gospel story. Um, don't forget that. <laughs> and then Mary breaks off in the song. With all my heart, I glorify the Lord. And again, there's the mega, right? Magnify, magnifica in the Latin and the Greek. Uh, mega, basically, it translates I, mega, I, I make big the name of the Lord, right? So those two women and what they say are tied by, by mega, right? So Elizabeth is megaphoning out, um, Mary. Is I mega the name of the Lord. And why do I mega in the name of the Lord? She talks about personally what God has done for her. Right? I rejoice because God is my savior in the depths of who I am. The deep, dark, secret rooms and corners that nobody knows about. The place that you can write your you know when you journal. And like if someone read your journal, you'd be like, oh. Get away! Get away! Get away! The depths of my soul, of my heart, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of a servant. Right? And then throughout her song, there's this dynamic of reversal. And this reveals, this tells us that God is a God of reversal. Right? God is a God of reversals. And when he fills the people's lives, when he fills our lives, he empowers the lowly. Right? He empowers our whole selves, our body, our mind, and our heart. Um, when we breathe him into our emptiness, our quiet prayers become songs of praise as a megaphone. Right? More language. Because uh, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored. Because the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their throne and lifted up the lowly. If you've heard God has a preferential heart for the poor, this is passage like this, and I demonstrate that. Right? He brings down the proud, He brings down the powerful, and He lifts up the lowly. God is a God of universal uh, which kind of throws us up against our triumphalism in Western Christianity, right? We are great. We are awesome. God is great. God is awesome. We are great. Um, and talks about a God with a heart for the oppressed. Talks about a God who wants to lift up the lows. He has filled the hungry with riches. are that word "filled." This is a Spirit has filled them. Um, he also fills the empty stomachs of the hungry. And this good thing. And he sends the rich away empty-handed the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised his, our ancestors Abraham, Abraham's descendants. forever. So if you notice, she starts off with the personal, thank God, I'm by God because of what he's done for me, and moves into the corporate, right? All of God's people, all of Israel, and then her story intertwines with the narrative of all the people, right? God's promises for all his people, his servant Israel, our ancestors, Abraham and his descendants. She puts her story, what's happening to her, uh, with the general story um, of Israel. All of us. All of us. And this is an interesting thing in the Christmas story. I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Our last week, when we sing songs... Right? we sing songs that have been sung for generations and generations when we give praise, when we worship right, we are singing ancient songs that tell the story the story of God's love for his people, the story of God's love for us, the story of God's covenant, I'm married to you and every time you cheat on me you run away from me, you reject me, I want to come back, right, I want you to come back I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. You're never in a place where God can't reach out and touch you and bring Him to yourself. Right? you think you've been in a dark place? you think, oh man, this sin, this pattern, this cycle, it just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. And no one Understands that I hide it. Right? I'm defined by shame and darkness. But God comes into that place that fills with His okay. Spirit, with His redemption, with His forgiveness, and His grace. And He says, You are mine. Right? And restores the covenant of His people. And that's what Mary is talking about. She's seen the gospel. right? She's preaching it. He's saying, wow, God has promised this to all of his people. And look, it's being fulfilled right here. I feel it in my womb. Right? Right now, it's happening. I can't believe it. And everything in me wants to sing. Right? And shout. And make great the name of God. And we need a little bit of this in our lives. The church needs a lot of this. Right, Seattle in it its dark eyes and constant drizzle and rain and vitamin D popping. Right, we need this excitement, passion, anticipation, surprise. To expect to be surprised because when the Holy Spirit moves in Scripture and in history and in the church, crazy things have happened. Right, when the Holy Spirit moves. All of our rules about who preaches or who doesn't get to preach or who leads or doesn't lead or who's accepted or not accepted—all those go out the door, and everyone starts expressing their gifts. Right when the Holy Spirit moves, right—it blows us all away. Our minds get blown, our hearts get blown, our bodies get blown. Right, and crazy things, things happen. That's the way of the Holy Spirit. And in Scripture, when the Holy Spirit moves and the God moves in power and delivers people, women prophesy. Women preach. Children prophesy. Children preach. The deaf hear. The blind see. Those who can't speak for themselves are spoken for or speak themselves. Right, are given voice, are advocated for, are champion. God is a God of reversals. And that's what Christmas is all about. Advent is all about. is us stepping into the anticipation of the incarnation of Jesus Christ among us in the world. The anticipation of great power coming to us and changing things and transforming things and reversing things. Are you with me, church? Mary is blessed and the Holy Spirit is moving. And it's not what we would necessarily define as blessed in our culture, right, on social media. She's poor. She's a virgin. She has no place to give birth, right? She gives birth to her child in a barn. Um, Ultimately, she will be a refugee to Egypt. And she will survive uh, ethnic cleansing, genocide, and And then in the future, her son will be persecuted, tortured, and murdered on the cross. But she is filled with joy. And later on, it says, when she uh, watches her young son growing uh, and speaking in the temple, it says, Mary treasured all these things in her heart. She treasures her life with Christ. In her heart. We wait for God to fill our emptiness. Our body aches, sometimes literally, with the weight of the world. Humanity aches as resources are distributed unjustly to the rich and away from the poor. Humanity aches as one group uses the power of systems and institutions and culture and tradition and even religion to fill another group in its place, creation-based, as we consume her fruit, as we desecrate her womb. To be hashtag blessed means to wait for anticipation for God's promise, to be in by joy, to be open to surprise, to be filled with the Spirit so that we have no other recourse but to blurt out, to sing, to shout. Like a megaphone, we will proclaim it. Joy bursts out. We giggle, we laugh. And the question is, what hunger is in your body? When are you lonely? When are you restless? When are you anxious for more? For resolution, for closure? What do your bodies turn to? And what does it take for you to blurt out once again in your life? To blurt out blessedness. Um, A lot of people take Mary's, the Magnificat Mary's song here, compare it to Hannah's song in Scripture, 1 Samuel. Um, They're actually, if you have time, you can go to 1 Samuel 2. If you know Hannah, Hannah is the mother of Samuel. She couldn't have a child. She was the second wife. um, And she was crying and crying in the temple because she wanted a child desperately to please her husband, to express her love for her husband, which was very important in that culture in that time. And uh, the temple priest saw her crying out uncontrollably and thought she was drunk. And earlier in the scripture, it talks a lot about how the silence of Hannah, how Hannah uh, didn't speak, was quiet. Um, But God promises her a child. And um, she gives praise. She glorifies. And it's very similar to Mary's song. Same thing. The God of reversals, he has blessed me. I glorify God. And then than a corporate prayer of victory. Um, Sarah, Hannah, Sarah in scripture, Abraham's wife, Hannah, Elizabeth, all women in scripture who could not have children, but God came and filled them and blessed them. And they laughed and they sang out and they blurted out. Uh, In this story, a baby leaps in his mother's womb Joy from pain and suffering out of despair. Joy uh, spills forth. So my prayer for all of us is that in this time, Christmas time, a season to be merry and jolly, right, that God would grant you true joy.